the real estate market is really going to be fine. It's going to be hard, difficult, and challenging in the short term. But the agents that stay in the game, that would over communicate to everybody and then build the systems that they always said they were going to do during this time are going to take right off when things pick up. This is Byron Lazine, Nicole White, and today our fourth guest ever, Brian Fay, joins us, and you are tuned into episode 114 of The Real Word. Word is up. The word is up. It took us a while to get this word up. Too long. Took us way too long. We had some technical. I'm in like a sauna room. I have like, I now have like, I'm sweating. Well, nobody can see your sweat. So thank God. Uh, yeah, we were having technical difficulties. That's the life of being in like me in my closet or where are you, Nicole, in your home office? I am in my home office. Yes. But it, again, I have children that are like sending me notes through the walls and stuff. They're checking off things on their lists. This is going to be a special episode of The Real Word. Uh, like I said, this is only our fourth guest ever. So you're I'm, in the ring. Brian Fay, who, who's uh, owned, he's a mortgage lender, owns New England home mortgage. So he's a local guy to us, but he brings a wealth of knowledge, which is why we wanted to have him join us. But you're joining the ranks of Tom Ferry, the broke agent and the CEO of the Smart MLS. Those were our three uh, previous only guests we've had on The Real World. And now you're the fourth, Bifay. What an honor. What an honor to be part of the the real world. In these these unprecedented times, you know? Oh, so that's the only reason I'm here. Is that that what you're trying to say, Nicole? That and tremendous. Those are my two words of the day. <laughs> Everything is tremendous these days. Tremendous. Uh, so One full disclosure, we we work with Bife here locally on uh, a lot of our buyers' lo- uh, mortgages, and uh, you're you're following the industry, not you know not just the local market, but you're following the industry very very closely. And uh, we thought it'd be a good idea for you to come in and share what information you have. The mortgage interest rate world has been very volatile, just like all of our worlds, right? There's been a lot of volatility in everything that we do, Uh, but specifically mortgages. We've seen interest rates go to the lowest of all time to not the lowest of all time. Yeah. And and now we're- Within a 10-day period, yeah. Within a 10-day period. And now we're actually seeing uh, guidelines get much tighter guidelines that we didn't see since 2008, 2009 timeframe. Can you please break down for everybody what is happening right now as we record? This could be different next week, but what state are we in here on April 1st in the mortgage world? Everything's changing. Like like Byron said, like you said, Byron, everything's changing daily. So new guidelines are coming out. Uh, right now, there's just a lot of fear out there in mortgage world that the uncertainty of people going to keep their jobs, not keep their jobs, what's going to happen in the next couple months. So guidelines as of Friday changed dramatically. So the, one of the biggest things with FHA, loans backed by the government, as of Friday, you could do an FHA mortgage with a 580 credit score. As of Monday, that increased to a 640. So it's a huge, huge change. Um, probably 20, 25% of buyers had a score between 640 and 580. So it was, it was a big change that, um, 25% that no longer, of buyers are now out of the market. 
More or less, yeah. Um, it just changed. Listen, it's it's a big and there's listen. So I'm a broker. I deal with different uh, mortgage lenders. So again, what I say might not be true for every single lender out there, but for the lenders I'm using, every one of them has, has changed their guidelines. They're also changing debt to income uh, ratios. So before you can probably get an FHA mortgage over 50% debt to income. That's how much money you're making compared to how much money you owe. Um, now there some lenders going to 40%. It's a huge difference of how much buying power people have. Can I ask a question though here? So do you think that this is a direct result of, I mean, obviously the situation that we're in, I, I do understand that, but do, but do you think it's more about the jobs or is it, or do you think that there is a partial result from all of the, like the refinances that were happening and the amount of money that maybe banks were losing during or their potential loss if they were to refinance all of those loans? See, I think it had all to do with the job and the uncertainty. So again, two weeks ago, those refinances were still happening and the guidelines weren't changing at all. Everything, like I said, was late last week when everything changed, but I do think it's the uncertainty. So what they're worried about is what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen in the next three or four months. Foreclosures obviously are gonna go up because people lost their jobs. Now, again, a lot of those people will get their jobs back, but a lot of people won't. So the lenders are looking at like, what's gonna happen? Is there gonna be another bailout needed? So it's just the uncertainty. How much longer are people going to be quarantined? Is it going to go through May, June, July? No one knows what's going to happen. So it's, I think it's the, the fear and the uncertainty in the market. Bife, you gave me a number yesterday on how many, uh, how much business was written in January and February in comparison to last year. Uh, why don't you give that number again? So last year, the mortgage in the mortgage industry purchases refinanced the whole year was about $2 trillion in in mortgages. Right now, as of today, we're probably at that limit of $2 trillion because of all the refinances. When those rates drop, everyone did a refinance. So now what's happening is the banks are overwhelmed. They, they literally got overwhelmed in a matter of weeks uh, with all these refinance deals coming in because the rates were so low. Rates were the lowest they've been in, in history, I mean, or as low as they've ever been. So as agents, we're like, what the heck? These banks are making it harder for us. It's already hard with everything else that's going on. But from the bank's perspective, in the first three months of this year, they've already done $2 trillion or close to it worth of loans, which is what they did all of last year. So the banks are not hungry for right. more business right now. They also can't sell the the same amount of loans that they were selling previously, which is why they don't want to take on as many risky loans and they're tightening it up. So if you're an agent, right, if you're a broker, if you're a team leader, you need to be thinking about what the agents, uh, if you were in the business at that time, what they did to get through 08 and 09. If you look on your MLS, which we did yesterday here locally for our team, and you look at 2008, eight and 2009 in your MLS, I will promise you there were thousands of deals that took place. And when you times that by two, because we work off of sides of a transaction, you will see countless deals in your MLS in 08 and 09. And that's the most similar time to today in terms of the banking and how many uh, loans are going to be, uh, how many people are going to qualify for loans, right? So there's going to be opportunities in this market. Bife, what are those opportunities going to be? Well, the opportunities are like if you have a 660 or above, you're good. I mean, again, now the rates aren't great right now, 
um, let me put that the other way. The rates are good right now, but what the banks are doing, they're charging points. So again, so what everyone's thinking is the next couple months, the rates are going to be low. So they're thinking the rates are going to be low in the next couple months. What they, the banks don't want to do now is give you a rate of four and a half. And then in three months, the rates drop to the low threes. Everyone's going to refinance. So now the banks that do all this work to get, you know, to get a loan, it costs a lot of money to produce a loan. They're going to lose that money because you're going to refinance in a couple months. So what they're saying is, FHA, we're going to keep the rates in the mid threes, even though they should be in the mid fours. But now you're going to get a rate of three and a half. But now you got to pay a point and a half, depending on your credit score. So now it's more money to closing. But there is an opportunity like 660 and above. You're still good. Conventional, the rates are still in the threes, high threes, again, depending on credit score. So everything right now is credit score driven. Lower your credit scores, the better chance you are of foreclosing. So it sounds like then the buyer's going to have to come like on an average to the table with maybe like like an additional three or four thousand dollars to get these yeah. closed. Okay. On FHA, yes. Conventional, you can still do it with no points, uh, but FHA definitely. There's there's really no no more deals I'm seeing out there with no points for FHA. And again, that's me. What I'm seeing with my lenders. And so Other when banks we're might have different stuff. And when we're advising buyers and sellers in the market, how that impacts them. It, it impacts one thing for sure, the value of homes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think even maybe last week I said, I don't, I don't see values of homes really going anywhere. That was before the FHA guidelines changed. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you've got to take to Nicole's point, three or $4,000 uh, to the table more over what you were already planning in your search, that's going to come out of one place. That's yep. the value of the home. So if you're if you're listing your home and the majority of your buyers based on the price range and your location uh, might be using an FHA loan, you're going to have to factor that in. And, and if you're a buyer now, you're going to have to uh, really make lower offers than you would have just a week ago based off of your affordability of that purchase. Yeah. And like I said, a couple of weeks ago, this was a, a, a seller's market. It flipped. It flipped. It's definitely, I mean, a, a, you know what I mean? There's less buyers out there. So what that's going to do is bring prices down as well. Nicole dropped off. Did you see that? I, I just saw that. That's what threw me off. off guard. Think, Who needs her anyway, Byron, right? We can really I've, talk smack about her. What now. are we, uh, uh, episode 114? I've carried this show for 113 <laughs> episodes as it is. So yeah. I can do it for one more. That That's no problem. No one we'll even noticed if, she's gone. <laughs> we'll see if she gets back on. We have had some issues today. I don't know. The world is against us today. Pife, usually we, we do rackets on this show. I know. Uh, Nicole. Nicole's back. Is she back? She's Can not back. You, there she is. Oh, look at me, Now you're in the middle. This is how we always <laughs> wanted it. <laughs> well, you're on my you're on my side, Nicole. This is uh, that's okay. Not no a moving touch part. Anything, please. Side now. Oh. All right, Nicole's back. Uh, Nicole, we are going to do a couple. We're going to link up a couple articles from Inman, and and even though this is a non-traditional, uh, real word show, uh, I do want to go through a couple rackets. And the first one is a Jay Thompson article from. Uh, from today, from April 1st, okay? And he April says, let's, Fool's a, Day. let's officially cancel April Fool's Day. Take yourself <laughs> back to the beginning of the year. You would have laughed if someone told you on January 1st that in the next three months, the stock market would see days worse than the crash of 1929. That over 3 million people would file for unemployment in one week. That was last week. We'll see what this week brings, of course. 
that Congress would pass a $2 trillion stimulus, uh, $2 trillion stimulus package, that Major League Baseball would be on hold, that the NCAA March Madness tournament is canceled. That really uh, still upsets me. Yep. And the Olympics are postponed. You would have shaken your head and said no way to over 750,000 people. Or that we were disease. stuck home having to teach our children school. We were stuck home teaching kids <laughs> that we were doing all of this and, and that uh, we would be dealing with, with this disease at this rate. It is surreal to think about and uh, and to think about there's a debate going on in the real estate industry whether or not real estate agents provide essential services. So that was, and you can read all of Jay's article, but I want to get your take, your take on it, Bifay. Here in Connecticut, real estate is an essential service. It's like that in many states. And I I believe right now, uh, most states are deeming real estate essential. Is that a racket? Is that a good thing? What's your take? I mean, I think it's a good thing. I mean, the real estate industry keeps the keeps everything going. So we're essential. You got to keep buying and selling houses. Obviously, you've got to do it safely. You can't be doing open houses anymore like we used to in the past or anything like that. But absolutely, I think real estate's essential. I'm from of the belief that, yeah, absolutely, it should be essential because like I've got a, a client that's going on the market tomorrow or on Friday of this week. And they're in the Navy and they've already selected their home in another state. Their, their time is up here in Connecticut and they've got to make this move. They have to make this move uh, for their family. So without being able to transact in real estate, without real estate being essential, they wouldn't be able to make that move uh, that they need to make. Now I get it. Some military people are stuck where they are, but in this particular situation, they already bought the house previous yep. uh, down in Virginia. So they've got to They've got to sell here in Connecticut. And there are a lot of situations throughout the country, not just in Connecticut, obviously, where people have to engage in a real estate transaction because of where they are in their life. And if we're not there to help them, then they're not going to be able to get that done. They're not going to be able to move forward with their life. The other part of this too is if we're following the guidelines, the safety guidelines that our government and the CDC has put forth, the social distancing, the six feet apart. It's really easy to do that in real estate. If you're showing a home that's empty and you're an agent and you're bringing a couple there, well, you've got three people that's less than the five people gathering and you can very easily stay outside of that six foot range. As you're showing a home, you can actually open the door, let that couple go view the home and have a conversation with them outside. Luckily, we're starting to break 50 degrees here in Connecticut. Who would have thought that that was possible? So there are a lot of ways. And and with the closing now, you can talk to to us a little bit about the closings, the changes here, uh, you know, locally, which may not help everybody listening or watching this. But the closings have changed overnight. We've innovated and pivoted in a way I've never seen this industry do. And really, we're not uh, harming anybody or anything by helping people get into the homes uh, that they need to get into and, and ultimately close on these transactions. Yeah, if you, like Byron, like I said, if you do it the right way, like if you do your social distancing, same with um, closings, like you said, no more real estate, don't go to closings anymore. Like sometimes you go to these closings, there's eight or 10 people in the closing. Now it's just the people signing, no one else. And you can even do them remotely now. So that Connecticut did pass that, I believe last week and they're finalizing a couple of things this week about how you can do it remotely where you don't even have to go to the attorney's office. So Connecticut's trying to do things to keep everyone safe, but you're absolutely correct. You can follow the guidelines and, and do it all remotely, safely, and whatever you have to do to, to be safe. 
I think with all that being said, though, too, obviously with with all of the mortgage stuff that's going on, obviously all the stuff that's going on the closing end, I think it's more important than ever for us to be sort of that middleman because so many of these clients are confused. They're in the middle of a transaction or they're even looking at a house. So, again, I feel like it's more important than ever to have a realtor that is Absolutely. sort of – up on the information so that you can be the liaison between getting the house that you want and then also actually being able to close it. I mean, again, I think that I'm even reaching out to Cobroke saying like, hey, like, I'm not telling you what to do, but please go back to your mortgage companies and make sure that, you know, the financing is still okay. Because we certainly don't want to be in a situation where a week before um, we're not able to close it or, um, you know, buyers obviously still want to make sure that nothing is going to change at their closing, what's going to happen. And, and obviously now that since we can't even sometimes be there, I feel like it's more important than ever um, for us to be sort of that, you know, middleman to, to sort of deliver all of the information from, from all of the different, you know, sectors of it. And with that said, we'll link up a second Inman article uh, that reads, Feds say residential real estate is an essential business. This is from Patrick Kearns, our buddy over there at Inman. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security Agency, there's a lot there, released an advisory list on which industries are essential to critical infrastructure, which deems the essential real estate industry essential. A lot of, of words. Lots of words. I mean, well, uh, builders are relying on us. Towns are relying on us. Mortgage people are relying. You know, I mean, every not, and I won't say us. I should say like the real estate industry. I mean, there's so many things that are sort of webbed off of, you know, a, a, a real estate transaction. And, and, and I, it's, it's imperative that it stays. And like for us in Connecticut, to your point, there are so many things like you take a listing, right? And now, like for us, we, we usually do five standard things for every single listing buffet. We do professional photos, professional video, floor plan, aerials, and a professional write-up. All five of those are the base and the foundation before we even start our ads and our marketing campaigns, right? Yep. Well, professional photographies have been deemed non-essential. So while the real estate transaction has been protected and is essential, there are still a lot of people, a lot of vendors that support these transactions that are now out of luck. And, and so you're going to see quality of photography go down. You're going to see more 3D scans. We just did a 3D scan on 66 High Street, which I think was episode 112. We were in High Street. So let's go ahead and link that 3D scan up. Give ourselves a little <laughs> shout out for those of you. When we were in Unit 33 at High Street two weeks ago, I think it was episode 112, Nicole. Yeah. It was still unfinished. So if anybody's curious about taking a tour through that unit, we'll link that up here if you're on YouTube. Certainly if you're listening on the podcast. That was certainly when things started to get a little bit more serious. I mean, yeah. that was our last together video we were distanced and uh you're being safe we're being very safe all right bife what can agents or mortgage uh brokers because there are some some mortgage people that watch this show for sure uh what can agents mortgage brokers lenders team leaders you know so the agent mortgage side what should those people be doing during this time we get it. There's going to be less buyers. There's going to be less deals. There's going to be plenty of them, in my opinion, that do happen. Just look at your MLS every day and see how many are going under contract. What else can we be doing during this time where we're all spending more time at home, away from the office, not on the road as much? What's on your checklist and what should be on everybody's checklist? The number one thing is communicate. You got to communicate with all your 
clients that you have, you know, all your prospects and just follow up with them and just say, hey, check in with who you got pre-qualified for and make sure you're still pre-qualified or be aware that, you know, three weeks ago there was no points. Now you're going to have points. Do you have enough money for closing? So it's really communicating. I think that's the, the number one thing. Um, agents go through all your buyers and just say, hey, by the way, have you reached out to your mortgage broker or bank and just made sure, A, are they still in business? Are they still writing loans? And B, that nothing changed. Well, some, some things have changed. Find out what exactly changed. Are you bringing more, more money to closing? Are your rates higher? Are you qualified anymore? I think that's the number one thing. I told a story on the 5 a.m. call today about how I've often gotten so busy in the normal course of life and work and growing business and all this kind of stuff that I've said to myself millions of times. I mean, I've said it to my wife. I've said it to myself over and over again that I wish I could just press pause for like two days. All the cars and the people will stop out there in the world. Like if you go out in the street, like you'll be walking by, people will be frozen in their car, but I'll be the only one awake for these two days for the 24 hour, 48 hours. And then I'll be able to catch up on all the stuff I need to get done. I'll be able to get all this work done. And then I can just like restart and we'll be like, if we pause it Monday at four o'clock, boom, it picks right back up Monday at four o'clock. We basically now as agents, as team leaders, as brokers, as mortgage people, we've got that opportunity. The world has literally gone on pause. So that system that you wanted to implement into your business, all of those emails that you've never sent a, a newsletter to that you've just got sitting there, right? That social media campaign, that interview show, whatever it is. Your you business have, plan, everything. You, you can just do it all. Your business plan that you wrote in January 1 basically is, doesn't work anymore. So Rick, scrap that anyway. Yeah, but, Start um, a new one. But you've got the opportunity to do all these things right now. So I would encourage everybody to do what B-Face says. At the very minimum, over-communicate with everybody on, you know that's logged into your cell phone, that's on your database, that's in your CRM. But on top of that, knock out all those things you always said you were going to do when you had time. You have the time now. Yep. We all have the time. But it's exactly right. Now is the time. Like, what are you guys doing now? You know, there's people just watching Netflix or binge watching movies, but it's also the time to work on your business plan, work on your, what are you going to do in these next three months? Like you said, your old business plan changed. Like my business plan is always meeting realtors, taking them out for happy hours, coffee, everything. That's mm-hmm. gone. There's no such thing anymore. So. I'll reach out to you, b because I'm learning how to um, multiply um, fractions right now. So if you're poor, <laughs> I'll throw them your way and I'll, uh, you, you, could be the, you, could, you could help out over here. <laughs> Anything I could do to help. Maybe that's my new business plan, helping it's people with, with, yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea, Nicole. <laughs> but you're right, Brian. It's time to just go back to, like, like you said, how we always want, like, I wish things could just stop for a day or two. Well, now it's going to stop for a couple months. Like you, we yeah. all have time to do stuff. Like, what are we doing to do now? Buffet usually throw some incredible happy hours. We call them buffet days. <laughs> no, it's buffet days. It's you'll buffet be, days. Yeah. You'll be uh, shocked to hear this. <laughs> I haven't had one drop of alcohol this entire time. That is shocking. It is very <laughs> shocking. We fake can't say the same though. I, he, he's waiting to go home and stir his martini listen, when I thought his wife. Yeah, there's a bar right right over here. So as soon as I get off this, we'll start talking. <laughs> it's it's uh 10 30 BFA AM. That's all right. What was what was that thing that comes out? It, it seems like we're in Vegas where no one knows what time it is. We're losing and, money. We're losing tons of money. Yeah, we're we losing money. And drinks are at any time. Yeah, it's just yeah. like Vegas. So no one knows what time it is. 
uh, everyone's losing money and drinks are acceptable at any hour. So. But I got to tell you, when I when I leave my closet slash office <laughs> and I go through the laundry room and I and I get into the hallways and, and the uh, living areas of my home, I do not feel like I'm in Vegas. I've been to Vegas many times. It's not <laughs> That's true. That doesn't feel the same way to me. No, no. All right, Pife, we appreciate you coming on with us and spending some time and really just sharing with us the changes here that's happening in, in the mortgage industry. And- Can I ask one question? Sure. It, I know it's super premature, but again, it's it sounds like though, and I'm curious sort of on your end, because as realtors, we've been, you know, I feel like we've been still feeling like once this is over, it will still be a strong market. What's happening in the in the mortgage world there? Like once this is all over, are people still feeling like there'll be like a flood of business or um, are, are you guys still feeling confident? I mean, I know that this just happened on Friday, but I'm just, I'm curious how you guys are sort of feeling about it at this point. So everyone who sent these new guidelines, they're all saying it's temporary. So once this is all over, again, is that going to be in two months, three months, five months? Things should go back to normal. Um, the good news for for uh, for mortgages is compared to 2008, 2009, it's this wasn't our fault, meaning this, we're just in it with everyone else. Obviously, we're hurting a little bit as well. So everyone's saying once this is over, things should go back to normal. Guidelines should go back to normal. And we should be busy again. So that's what everyone's hoping. Yeah. Um, so everyone, when all we got these new guidelines, they all said, again, no one knows for sure, but they're all saying this is temporary. Once everything's back to normal, which again, who knows when that'll be, things should loosen up. So there is good news once we're out of this, that things should go back to normal. We should have a strong market and hopefully everything goes back to where it was. Cause we were on pace to have one of the busiest years I was talking to Byron about this ever. This was, was everything oh. was lining up. Well, it was a great it, but market. It, but it sounds like it still is. I mean, if we've already done the first two months, what we did in a whole year last year, people feeling like there's some sort of housing crash. I mean, that, that's been debunked and it's only and it's only April one already. Yeah. Right. Yep. I also believe after these three months, after this period of time, however long it goes, that the majority of people are going to reevaluate their entire life in so many different ways. And, and one of those ways they're going to reevaluate is going to be where the location that they live and the actual home that they're living in. So some people are going to relocate because of this reevaluation of life right. into a new area. And then some people are just going to say, you know what? I do enjoy spending more time at home. I need a bigger home. There's going to be a lot of different evaluations of life that happen. And I believe people are going to say, you know what? I want stability and and I want stability in my life and I want stability in the assets that I own. And one of the most stable assets you can own is real estate. And I I do believe this market is going to take off when that time comes. So if you're an, an agent that isn't building up the systems and having the conversations now that you should be, let this be the kick in your ass to do that. I've been, I've been sort of following, falling into that TikTok, you know, rabbit hole lately and the amount of millennials that are stuck home with their parents and like, they're making fun of them. And like, cause now they're like sleeping in rooms that they've turned into like workout rooms. Nicole, those are not millennials. This is what people need to stop doing. People keep saying millennials are on TikTok. Millennials are not on TikTok. These are high school punks. I don't know no, what the generation there's, there's is. A lot of college kids on there. There's no, a lot college of kids are not millennials anymore. The co- well, you're old. You're old, Nicole. You, millennials are even old. The college kids are not millennials. These are punk TikTokers. 
<laughs> well, I'm on TikTok now. Am I a poet? Me too. I love TikTok. You can get lost there for the rest of your TikTok, life. <laughs> I have to say, TikTok is, I feel like, kept our house sane because it's just, it's so funny the things that people are coming up with and making videos on. It's, it, but it's, people are, People every 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 time people want to blame young people, they use the word millennials. Like, oh, those millennials on spring break that that were spreading the virus. Those aren't millennials. But college kids are are not in the millennial uh, sector anymore. Regardless, though, so. whoever's stuck at home, I'm sure will now decide that they are ready to move out and find a new yep. place. <laughs> that is true. Absolutely. And guys, the other thing, those people who don't qualify now because their credits are 580, 600, 620. Once they loosen up those guidelines and let those buyers back in, they're going to buy right away because they want to buy now. Now yes. they realize they can't. Now they realize what they had. They can't right, get once it comes right. back. They don't want to buy. Once they, tell, once they tell you you can't have cake, you want it. Cake. You want yes. it. Yes. So all those people who had the six twenty or six hundred that were shopping, you know, taking their time looking for houses, now they don't qualify. Once those guidelines loosen up and are they're able to buy, they're going to buy right away. So and think keep, about how many think about how many renters right now are going to have to have extra conversations with their landlord through this time right their property manager or their landlord a majority of renters are going to be like you know what i don't want to have these conversations anymore i just want to live like i want to own my own home i want to own my own yard i don't want to yeah. be in an apartment whatever the case may be the real estate market is really going to be fine it's going to be hard difficult and challenging in the short term but the agents that stay in the game that would over communicate to everybody and then build the systems that they always said they were going to do during this time are going to take right off when yep. things pick up. And there's going to be deals in between too. So don't forget about those people that need your help. And the good news, we talked about this before, Byron, if people who are out there looking right now that are qualified, they're not making low ball offers. They're not looking at 30 houses anymore. They're serious. And they're going to oh, make an sure. offer. You know, a lot of times we'll pre-qualify pre someone two days ago. They already have an offer accepted. So, and same with people listing the house. If you're listing it, you want to sell. You're not going to be like, oh, if I can get this price, I'll sell it. Right. Anyone out there right now should be a serious buyer or seller and want to get a deal done quickly too. All right, Brian Fay, New England Home Mortgage. Appreciate you joining us here for episode uh -oh. 114. And uh, keep it real, guys. We'll see you here next week. Be healthy, be safe. Bye, everyone. All right.